When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glasser coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every day right there at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Plus, we're the number one tabletop RPG streamer right there for you at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. Plus, also as well, you've got Inside Sports Fantasy Football and football is right around the corner. So you need your insights into the world of fantasy football. So there's no better place to take care of that than Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Plus, also Game Source, which covers the world of video games each and every day for you right there on Facebook. Plus also the great folks at Lakerholics.com, our good friend Joe Soro, who dissed me this weekend at in here well because of he was busy at Evo, Evo 22. Yeah. And we'll talk we'll talk about Evo 2022 here in a second because no LeBron was not banned per se at Evo 2022. But I'll go into that in a sec. Plus also at LakersBall.com, where Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Sorrell's hanging out at all the time. Plus also as well, our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network at HoopheadsPod.com. You got to go ahead and check out all the great podcasts relating to the NBA there today at HoopheadsPod.com. Plus, if you can go ahead and support all of that, including a subscribe right there below Jamie. Right there below Jamie. Or I should say J-A me oh is that yeah with the capitalized a right there for you yummy man yummy how you doing everybody yummy sweet so right there if you go ahead and subscribe today right below yummy sweet it is sincerely it's funny that you say that gerald because i used to uh i mean quick theater story before we get into the to the morass that is the lakers currently i uh i used to be a part of a small theater company and i would often direct do the lights help build the set you know it was very roger corman so i used to to avoid the appearance of a roger corman s production i would my my lighting designer pseudonym was actually yami swoot so uh there we go there we go indeed but yes it is yami sweet if you can go ahead and subscribe today 
you'll get the latest latest you'll get the latest notifications on when we're going live right here at the Lakers Fast Break each and every week right here at the Lakers Fast Break podcast indeed but the tension is mounting i said it before earlier last week i was concerned and i was nervous i didn't think it was going to be a done deal that lebron was just going to see an extension and then sign an extension the so-called productive talks that dave mcmenamin reported on or was told to report on by whichever agency was lakers or lebron's agent those productive talks are still going on i'm assuming because there's been nothing signed there's been nothing guaranteed there's no extension i see right now that's been agreed upon is that of concern to the team is that a concern to the lakers i think it should be but we're just getting started on this episode of Lakers Fast Break where we'll talk about that, obviously correlating into the team itself. Maybe that's why he hasn't signed the extension because he doesn't see a team that can compete in the Western Conference. We will talk as well about where, if everything stands as it is right now, the team does stand in the Western Conference in early projections. We'll talk about which teams the Lakers we think or better right now then and which teams i think that maybe are better than the lakers at than than where they're at in the western conference as well but first my friend i wanted to go ahead and let everybody know evo 2022 here in las vegas which if you're not familiar with is the world fighting game championships of course street fighter mortal kombat all those great games that were showcased there over the course of the weekend which jaime sweet was right now Right there for you. He's he's going ahead and doing those famous fighting poses for you. But I wanted to go ahead and mention that no, the the clickbait articles on LeBron getting banned at Evo are not correct. Okay, what happened is there's a brand new game from WB Games called Multiverses. It's a if you're if you're familiar with Super Smash Brothers, it's very reminiscent of that. It's a free to play game. It's an open beta. You can go ahead and check it out right now. It's on all the major platforms right now as far as PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, PC, Xbox One, all those great consoles and and PCs out there for you. You can go ahead and check it out today. It's actually a lot of fun. There's a, a lot of great characters from the WB land and one of them is LeBron from Space Jam who was added on just after the open beta started. So, which is actually weird because it's not even voiced by LeBron. It's actually a voice actor voicing for LeBron in this game. LeBron couldn't even, you you couldn't even go and get the actual LeBron voice for this game, which is, you know, okay. Need I digress on that? But I will say that it, it kind of irks me when things like that happen. But the fact is Evo said, we are banning the LeBron character as far as for their $100,000 tournament that they held over the course of the weekend, not LeBron himself. So I know there was a lot of articles out there on Yahoo and everything else that were out there that said LeBron banned from Evo. No, it was just the character in a video game that is LeBron from Space Jam. So I just wanted to clarify that out there. Just, yeah. And these clickbait articles, man, I'm telling you, they're getting worse and worse all the time. And there, speaking of which, there was also a clickbait article from Hoops Hype transitioning into that. Well, man, I just tell you, that was really, really off the chain. Hoops Hype is, to me, a site that I think wants to be a big site, wants to be a site that people can go to on a regular basis, like ESPN, The Athletic, Sporting News, 
Sports Illustrated, you know, those those re longstanding reputable locations. The problem is in between all the stuff that they put out there that is not correct or the rumors that they put out there and stuff like that, they put out maybe some good stuff every now and then, but it's so hard to see. But one of the things that they put out over the past few days was a report by one of their reporters that there's a trade discussion in the works in a three-way trade for the Lakers, for Utah, and for New York. So here today to talk about this and obviously everything else that we discussed that was going to be on the show is a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out his five things articles today at Lakerholics.com. It is Jaime Sweet. Yami Swoot. Yami Swoot. Yami Swoot indeed. It is Jamie Sweet, our Admiral Akbar here at the Lakers Fast Break. Good to have you back, my friend. Your thoughts on this because, okay, these deals that are being proposed out there, whether it's Laker Tom at Laker Tom on Twitter, <laughs> who has a crazy one out there himself, but God bless him. He loves the Lakers and he always sides up for the Lakers at least. Uh, this one right here that was sent out earlier this week, or supposedly that was talked about and discussed, talked about the Lakers trading out their picks, trading out Russell Westbrook's contract, and sending uh, and getting back Patrick Beverly, Boyan Bogdanovich, or Malik Beasley, and Jordan Clarkson. I mean, these guys are rotational guys, six through nine guys, very solid, but Man, if you're trading away your picks and you're trading away trading away $47 million worth of cap space and that's all you're getting back, it reminds me of Iron Man when Jeff Bridges had a line that said something to the effect of a box of scraps. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, Gerald. There's a lot of uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel in terms of, you know, internet journalism. Um, everybody's just trying to generate hits. It's the dog days of summer. We're, you know, many, many, we're, we're many weeks away from camp. And I got to call this guy out. It's Michael Soto of Hoops Hype. That yeah, I mean, there's, that. you know, there was another one where Skip Bayless, like, I guess Skip Bayless on ESPN, it's like people don't do research or don't understand how things work. And they just like blather on about, I mean, I, I listen, I can forgive like people like myself, Tom, fans who aren't really, we didn't go to school for this, right? This is, we're not getting paid for this. Uh, at least we're not getting paid cryptocurrency money uh, for the uh, Lakers naming rights. Um, you know, so you can forgive a little bit of artistic license, shall we say, when it comes to proposing trades or, you know, theorizing or dreaming or fantasizing about trades or whatever. But when people who are on TV or people who are theoretically running, like you're saying, Hoops I would love to be uh, on the same level as like Bleacher Report, right? Uh, yeah. or, or, you know, other sites of that ilk. This bunch of hooey and hogwash is not the kind of thing that makes, lends a lot of credence to, uh, to that notion. So I, I don't see why a lot of people, I don't see why any of the teams honestly would make that trade. I don't think Utah is looking to bring back <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Well, they, right. his, they would actually bring him on in. I think they would be interested because of the fact you bring his cap in. Sure. You go ahead and you release him for, you know, he'll sign for the minimum somewhere else, but you've got that $47 million coming off the books at the end of the year. That's what is really attractive. He would probably not stay unless they actually really want to go ahead and tank to the point where, <laughs> because of his stats. I mean, well, I know that, I know that Kenneth Stone and I were talking about his stats and I was looking up in detail 
because he was trying to defend Russell Westbrook. And last year, the only real top 10 statistics that he was making in were turnovers. It's not uh, a know, top that, 10 rebounder at his posi- yeah. for his position. Was not a top 10 assist. Definitely not assist to turnover ratio. He is there one of many- the worst defenders in the league, period, yeah. at any position. Over yeah. 113 defensive rating. That's horrible. It's abysmal. It's abysmal. Yes. I mean, look, the, this is the problem. And I, I, we've been beating this dead horse for a while now, and so it doesn't even look like a horse anymore. It's now just like a puddle of goo. Uh-huh. But the the size of Westbrook's deal, everybody think I don't. Sometimes I don't think people quite understand how a buyout works. The the money doesn't come off your cap. That money carries you carry that money on your cap for the rest of the season. It comes uh-huh. off at the end of the year, uh-huh. and you know you know whether you want Russ around or not. But you will pay Russ and take the cap hit. So you don't just like wave a guy and magically get $47 million right now. You wave a guy and then you wait yep. until July. And then, or next summer. Well, the thing is though, if he gets uh, bought out and he well, signs a deal, he signs a deal or he can make a deal where he takes what? One and a half, $2 million, uh, you know, as far as so now off you're of it. Next, like 43, 44, 42 yeah, mil still. Exactly. You're not get out of there for less than, he's not going to give you a deal. Yeah. This is his last payday. He's, despite hiring Jeff Schwartz as his agent, and maybe he's maybe he saw what John Wall got and was like, look, John Wall got 13 mil, and nobody said he was going to get that. I can get 13 mil somewhere too. But the problem is that everybody's already used their MLEs. Yeah. I don't think there's any MLEs left for people to use. The Spurs aren't going to give you 13 mil. Indiana's not going to give you 13 mil. You don't want to play in either of those places anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I don't understand anybody's logic surrounding this right now the only logic i see is that russ is going to be on the team come camp and russ is going to be on the team when the camp breaks and the season starts and russ is going to be on the team till probably about mid-february well maybe his contract will be on the team but i'm beginning to warm up to the idea that he might be actually told there's no way at home there's no way there's no way i don't even russ john wall and rockets did it yeah, but they wanted to tank. Dang. They wanted to tank. They wanted to develop their young core, and they didn't want John Wall soaking up minutes. That's not the case here. We don't have a young core we're trying to develop. LeBron's trying to win, and the Lakers are not going to let a $47 million cap hit pay for, double that money, right? Mm-hmm. Triple that money. That's what Jeannie's not going to let happen. Jeannie is not going to pay Russell Westbrook to not play. She got annoyed when we were paying Jared Dudley not to play, and he was getting making the veterans minimum. So there's no world. There's no world. You know, we can go into, like, the metaverse of Marvel. There's no meta- There's no dimension that GD Bus is paying Russell Westbrook $47 million to sit at home. It's not going to happen. It will never happen. It, some other team might be willing to do that. Charlotte, maybe. Indiana, maybe. Frankly, if, if you're those teams, I'm like, why not just play them? Like, why? Yeah, but there's such a negative attitude right now going on in regards to Russell Westbrook. If it comes to camp and it becomes kind of toxic, maybe isn't it better Is there that really he stays a home? Negative attitude within the team. Uh, that's the other. That's the other kind of like assume. We'll know by there. training camp. We'll know by training camp. I think we'll know by training camp what the deal is, and we'll know based off of LeBron signing his extension. 
what the deal is. Does LeBron go into the season with that extension just sitting on the table? I think maybe he does, with or without Russ. I think that he's just going to take his time. I think the Lakers said, we will not when – I, when I got from productive conversation talks with between Rich Paul, Russ, and Rob, was that Rob said, the, here's three deals. One-year deal, one-plus-one deal, two-year deal. The money is the same in all three. You pick which one you'd like to sign. <laughs> there's no negotiating on the Lakers side. The Lakers desperately need LeBron James. So there's they're not – all this talk of like, well, maybe he'll take less than the max is absurd. <laughs> it's as so absurd what? as thinking that Russ would sit at home the way James Harden didn't take Matt. Well, why do you think he hasn't signed yet? Because he wants, he wants to see. He wants to see how this is all going. He can he can play. The only reason he would, the only reason I could fathom him signing it early before the season, is if he's concerned about getting hurt. And honestly, the way the Lakers offered Kobe money when he was still rehabbing his knee, <laughs> or his ankle, or his Achilles, I can't remember which one had had gone out on him at that point. But like we got we we dropped a, like a twenty five million dollar a year contract in Kobe's lap while he was rehabbing. They knew he wasn't coming in healthy. It wasn't about, it wasn't about, is this contract worth the, the on-court impact? That's not how the Lakers do business. And you can argue, we can argue to the, you know, cows come home about whether that's intelligent, whether that's silly. It's, it's just what they do. It's what they do now. They reward talent and they reward historical greatness more than they reward hard work and effort. It's, 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 and I'm not saying that Kobe doesn't work hard, that, that he didn't put forth great effort. I'm not saying that LeBron doesn't work hard, that he doesn't put forth great effort. But when it came to a player like THT versus Caruso, they chose to warrant, to reward talent and potential as opposed to hard work and effort. And that's well, consistent. And that's consistent. Kobe and LeBron, that nobody's worked harder than them in the gym. I really I think that. Yeah. They they will earn whatever money they get, right? They will they will they will do their best to live up to that deal. Unlike I think somebody like Kyrie Irving, who thinks that he just should get paid, or Ben Simmons, who is going into arbitration for twenty million dollars because he was it was it was hard, it was hard. So all of that is you know that's not the, that's not the question. I think that he's just trying, and and I'm sure that they said we won't trade you. Don't sign it, sign it. We're not we're not trading you. We're not going to be the team, the first team to trade LeBron James. We want you to pass Kareem in a Laker uniform. We want that number to be a Laker. Unless that he has to be traded. He won't. He's never been traded. He, he, he'll play it out. He'll Plus play we're it talking out. about Bronny James as well. That, that dynamic is now starting to but come that's why he, That's why he might not sign for a while. If the team isn't competing well, they can't trade Russ, which those go hand in hand, right? Like, yes. And – are both looking higher, more and more likely every day that passes without any kind of movement on any front whatsoever. Uh, you know, all, all this talk of like, well, Lakers have this trade in the bag or this trade in the bag, and they're just waiting to see what happens with Kyrie. I don't buy a single word of that. I think that if there was a trade the Lakers could have made where they could keep one draft pick, that trade would have been made. There was, There's no reason to wait, especially <laughs> somebody is wacky as Kyrie Irving is in terms of his, well, I, I don't know if I feel like playing this week. You know, there's a crab boil down in Louisiana that's supposed to be delicious and 
I'm you know, I need two days to pack. So I'm going to need like a week off, you know, like, and then, and then of course, then I got to come home and clean up everything. So well, let's, let's talk like 10 days from now. I'm probably going to be back, but it might be two weeks. Who knows? Also, I'm not getting vaccinated. I really think at this point in time, Kyrie you're going to get a serious Kyrie Irving if you ever are, because of the exactly. fact in the final year of his contract. Now, after that, if you sign into a long-term, the Lakers or someone else, then all bets are off for in my case. But at least this season, you're going to get a focused Kyrie Irving like you've never seen him before. And I agree opinion. with that. I agree with that. And I think it's the number one reason why the Nets would roll the dice and keep him. Okay. I think that's the number one reason I think that they feel that they, they've they earned that Kyrie. <laughs> and frankly, they have. Uh, you know, uh, uh, there's an argument to be made that if any team should get that season out of Kyrie, it should be Brooklyn. Uh and they don't want to take on Russ's $47 million. And we don't have enough draft picks to grease the wheels with other teams to make uh, Russ to San Antonio to flip for this guy to get Kyrie. It's not going to happen. We just don't have the machine that is the machine that needs to move for those kind of things to happen requires draft assets to power it and grease the wheels. We got Jack. We got Jack. We got 20, 2027 and 2029. Next summer, we can trade 2030. Most GMs won't have their jobs by the time those picks roll around. So I just have a hard time, and I've had a hard time with it for a while. That's why all these fantasy trades and dream scenarios and all that, about a month ago, I just started tuning it all out. I just kind of stopped paying attention because I was just like, it's not going to happen. Like, it's just not. We will be lucky to get Clarkson Bogdanovich or or Mike Conley or Malik Beasley. We'll be lucky to get that caliber of player. I know you were like, if you're sending out two first round draft picks and $47 million, you should get more back. We're not. It's not going to happen. It's just, we're, you know, Gordon Hayward and, and Terry Rozier, who, who knows, is it going to be good or not for the next four years? Uh, that's the best Laker fans can hope for. And at that point, you really have to consider and I have, which is why I'm more than content to let it ride out this season, is it really worth, A, retaining LeBron, B, losing those first-round draft picks if you think that you might not be able to return retain LeBron? And so where's the logic? At some point, you have to prepare for a post-LeBron world. 2027 and 2029 is in that wheelhouse. That's when you're – one way or another, whether he signs his extension or not, you're not doing yourself – you're not – it's not – win now at the sake of never winning again it's win now but intelligently and unfortunately for this season the lakers haven't been run very intelligently they've thrown draft assets at guys they let walk for nothing twice (laughs) and so at some point you just gotta go you know, it's like, it's like, it's like when your cousin's a a junkie, you got to sit your cousin down and be like, we're putting you in, you got to have an intervention. Rob needs an intervention when it comes to his like, well, we'll tell, hey, listen, I really want to make this trade happen very quickly because I've got golf at three. How about a first round draft pick? That's how he's been throwing them away. Schroeder, we threw away a first round draft pick. What do we have in response to it? Nothing. We don't have Schroeder. Didn't have a taxpayer, you know, a, a traded player exception. We could have used last year up till July. Same with Caruso. Didn't spend a first-round draft pick on Caruso, but we developed Caruso. We spent 
thousands of dollars on Caruso from his G League stint to when he decided to sign with Chicago over a difference of a couple mil. So the asset management of the Rob Polinka, Magic Johnson, but mostly Rob Polinka era has been garbage. We've let players walk for nothing like Randall, Muscala, Brooke Lopez, guys that you then like hear people like saying like, oh, Thomas Bryant, who we just got back for the veterans. So we're now, hey, we're bringing, oh, we realized you might've had something you could contribute. Come on back. We could really, uh, uh, thank you. Thank you for, uh, I am a jam bone. You know, I, I don't understand. I don't understand the logic anymore. I don't think there is logic. I think that this, this is an agent's misguided perception of what win, a win now mentality looks like from the front office. And so well, I really do believe, and I, there will never be anything said about this until Jeannie has a tell-all book or Rob has a tell-all book. But I really do believe that Jeannie has said, the 2027 first round draft pick is, is yours to do with you. One of them is off the, one of them is off the table. He's not going to, she's not signing off on it going out the door. I, I would bet $5 to anybody who wants to take that bet right now that Jeannie said, listen, dude, training wheels are back on. You have not managed assets well at all. You're not fired, but you're going to be, uh, you got, you got to, you got to show me you can negotiate something fairly and not just throw a draft pick at it or two to get it done. Cause it's comfortable and easy and quick. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I, I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Want to go ahead and give a special shout out to Joe Soro, who is driving yep. back home from Vegas as we speak. Hope the I-15 is uh, oh, the uh, I-15. Yeah, on uh, a weekend, on that, a Sunday. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. You have to leave at like seven in the morning on Sunday, man. If you want exactly or earlier. I, I remember or, one time I was coming back when I was living in LA, coming back from Las Vegas to LA, and it took me twelve hours to get back. Yeah, no, it's, it's a brutal. Like, yes, it's a brutal kind of stretch of road. Yes, it's a brutal Stop. stretch of road. Yes, going five miles an hour for 300 miles wasn't fun. But I will say it is the Lakers fast break. It is myself, Gerald Glassford, along with Yami Swoot, or as we call him here, Jamie Sweet, right here at the Lakers fast break. I will say that with the growing concerns of the Lakers fans on if anything's going to be done as far as uh, you know some type of moves that could be made, it's getting to me kind of nervous time as far as LeBron, as far as a trade, as far as what we could do to up this team. Jamie actually mentioned right now as far as his comments on what we can hope for. I know what I can hope for. I can hope for Sean Marks to be let go as the Nets GM and Laker Tom to be put in his place because if you've seen at Laker Tom on Twitter, (laughs) his latest trade offering out there favors the Lakers heavily. Like we get all the best players and – Nobody else really gets much of anything except for paying off Russ. 
Yes. And I love how this thing is like, I tried to make this fair for everyone, but look, win, win, win. <laughs> you didn't make it. Uh, Laker Todd, we love you. God we bless you, you, my friend. Like- Jeff Green says, facts, Jamie Sweet. Thank you, uh, Jeff. The Plinka years have been terrible, much worse than the Mitch Kupchak years. I don't know. They both have their lows. I, you know what? I will say that Mitch Lowell never reacted. Timothy, well, this, Timothy this, Moskov? Is that any worse than throwing draft picks away for players you have no intention of retaining, evidently? Uh, yeah, with Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, Schroeder, Mascala, Zubac. Well, we were paying we – were, well, we were paying – Lopez. Lowell. Losing Kuzma and KCP for a guy who we got a, a year out of and ha- are like, get out of here. Go. I've never seen a team react so poorly to winning a championship. Terrell, I just want to say Terrell Davis thinks we might be the worst team in the West. I don't think we're the worst team in the West. I really I think mean, for that. The, for, the, for the money that they'll spend on the roster and the level of expectation, yes. Well, that's okay. That, that's but in terms that's of different. record, we'll probably be 11th or 12th again. It's I mean, I'm hoping more, for like. Eight, nine, ten, but I won't be blown away when we're not. Uh, well, and Joe's right. If Westbrook is on the team, they won't be better than a lot of these teams. Um, yeah. And unless Coach Ham has some sort of <laughs> if a, if you can get well, let's simplify it this way: if you can get LeBron and AD to play at a, a All Star, yeah. not just an All Star, if you can get them to be an All NBA players for yep. one last year for both of them together, yep. where do you think that they can go? I think eighth. they could sneak into seventh, eighth if, I if you get all seven, in the eighth. I mean, they're, they're still playing, but yeah, top top of the playing heap. I don't see any way the Lakers crack the top six and avoid the playing. I just don't see it. If everyone in the association is healthy, as we've as we're assuming for this debate and so uh, or this exercise rather, so that's why I don't. That's why I don't think the Lakers are going to push all their chips in. No, because they're better off. And, and I've, I've said this point a lot of time. Darvin Ham didn't come into this situation thinking like, oh, well, Westbrook won't be on the team. He came into this situation talking about how he wanted Westbrook on the team. And everybody can say like whatever they want. That, that's what he's saying, right? So I'm t- I take people their word. Somebody says they're going to be at my house at 8 o'clock and they get there at 8.15. I'm going to be a little annoyed because you told me you're going to be here at 8. You know? I mean, I'm sorry, Ter- Terrell, but, you know, that, that, it is that it, it is terrible and we definitely might be one of the worst teams in the west if entries hit us um you know if ad plays 30 40 games again lebron gets hurt um it could get ugly real fast it'll get real ugly real fast and i won't be surprised i I could see lebron if lebron's hurt he can't demand a trade right because nobody's gonna trade for you know that much money for an injured lebron so if he's healthy and ad goes down and we're like sitting at like you know Three or four games under 500 come December. I, I don't know. You know, I, I just have a hard time seeing LeBron asking for a trade. It just seems to go so against his established DNA. Well, last year, though, he could. He looked like on his face he came close to doing it. Yeah, but I don't think he'd ever experienced a season like that. Well, where he, he experiences was, it again if he experiences it again. I don't, that's what I mean. That's why I'm, I'm, it's an, as I, I'm wrestling with the idea of him changing his his inner his inner reasoning, you know, and like his athletes by 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 almost necessity have to be have to be stubborn. The more successful you are, the more you you've proven somebody wrong somewhere. There's no there's very few athletes who come in 
just regarded as the best. And it's going to be great. And the path forward for you will be paved with gold and you shall win many things. Like usually when that athlete is like touted like that, they underperform vastly and are like, people are like, oh yeah, that guy's a bust. Because they piled all these lofty expectations on the guy or girl. And it's hard to live up to those. You know, it's, it's easier to like what John Moran and the Grizzlies did. It's easier to like surprise people to come out of the dark and like, you know, take your shiv and like get, get somebody in the gut when they're not expecting it, expecting it. That's easier than living up to the world thinking you're amazing. LeBron is maybe the exception. And I would argue that even he bucked trends because by the time he got to Miami, people were like, he's a bust. He can't win in the playoffs. He can't win. He's going to have to get trade. He's going to have to be, you know, play second fiddle to somebody else for the, for him to ever win a championship. He went out and proved people wrong and that's to his credit. So the one thing I feel like the Lakers have going for them, regardless of whoever's on the team, is that the team is coming in angry. That they're not coming in like last year's team where it's like training camp. <laughs> that's when I work my way into shape. Preseason, mm, that's when I, you know, play like maybe five minutes in the last game or two and take a couple of jumpers, see how the jumpers look at them. If this team approaches the beginning of this season the way last year's team did this will be over before the year turns it'll be over before the year turns and it's going to be uglier than last season because at least we have professionals on the roster <laughs> not even the call map is no. on anymore it, it, or not if we have another season like like last no, year it's going to be sure. it's going to get ugly real fast if it's going to get ugly so you know uh, the number one thing that's got to break our way is health. If AD goes down, it kind of doesn't matter. We're going to lose our best defender. We're going to lose our best post scorer um, in terms of like, you know, back to the basket play. Uh, and that'll be that. It'll be over fast. And the Lakers should just let the money expire, let LeBron walk, have nearly $100 million in resources next summer to you know build around davis till ad like hey we're still all on you when you're healthy you're a top five top 10 maybe top 20 now player um and you're the kind of guy we want to build around we want you on the team maybe not for max next time around although he didn't really sign for the max this time around i don't think mm-hmm. um or he didn't go through all the machinations people thought he might to like squeeze max money out over time yeah um he just signed for the max at the, at that, the year that he was you know for three years um, with a player option, I think for four. Uh, so I mean, we'll see, we'll see. You know, the team just doesn't because of the way the the, the front office has managed both the asset management and the talent. Yes, Rob. Yes, one hundred percent. We that's because something it, both Jamie and I has said that he's going to be yeah, much easier to trade at the Dave trade it's, deadline. It's it's the best chance you have to get something of value too because. At that point, some team or another is going to be have a high salary roster and underperforming. And so the way you balance that scale is you get a contract like Westbrook and you send out three or four players or two or three or whatever. And the chances are the Lakers might get away with just attach, attaching just one, maybe zero draft assets at that point. 
Rob, there is a chance that he could play better if he does stay on the team, but how much better I think would only be incrementally. And and we see by just the sheer statistics of how bad he was as far as overall with I'll turnovers. Take everything as it was if he just efficiency, efficiency turnovers, yeah. he was actually on the worst end of it as far as in the top ten, as far as those are categories you do not want to be part of, especially right. when it comes to turnovers. With the defensive rating at 113.6, that's one of the worst in the NBA and the worst of his career. So he needs, to, even if he moves up incrementally, it's still not a great season by any stretch of the imagination. And he's still at 29% can't hit threes. So that's still a problem out there in the modern NBA. Yep. But it, like you said, Rob, as you're, you're going ahead and, and alluding to, as it gets close to the trade deadline and these teams start seeing where they're at, let's say it's like an Indiana, which had hopes last year for the playoffs, then they started to fade, then they started to realize what was going on with their team. They made moves like the Sabonis trade. Right. If you have other teams like Indiana like that this year, that teams that had high hopes, had hopes going in of going ahead and making the playoffs, and their, their seasons just didn't break right, and they're actually no chance to go ahead and compete, they will be more inclined to go ahead and trade for a guy like Westbrook, who the $47 million would come off the cap, and the Lakers could get something more substantial return. I think that is a better possibility the closer it is to do the February trade deadline. Something else to remember in terms of that scenario is that up to that, let's say it happens in February, the Lakers are on the hook for all of the salary between camp and February. So now you're not trading really you're trading for the 47 million dollar cap release but your buyout cost is significantly reduced so for small market teams especially that's a huge thing just because somebody's a billionaire doesn't mean they don't value money uh in fact it's probably the opposite because they're billionaires and they understand how money works you don't throw money away for no reason he does become more attractive the closer it is to the, the, closer, the Five minutes before the trading deadline is the most valuable Russell Westbrook will be. And that is when I expect him to be traded not one second before. The closest they can get to putting the paperwork into the league that's like, okay, it's good. I mean, really that last day. It could happen anytime that last day. But I don't expect it to happen in December. I don't expect it to happen before training camp. don't expect it to happen in January. It's going to happen in February. Uh, I don't remember when the trade deadline is. I want to say it's like, 18th or 19th, something like that. Something like um, that. But as we get closer to it, I'll make sure. Yeah. We and and it'll finally be a trading day deadline show where Tom will get his wish. You will see an excited and happy Laker Tom finally, because it's been like three years in a row of these shows where I, you watch the show and I always watch it live. because I and it gets angrier and angrier. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, Minnesota just traded for that guy that I was 100% certain the Lakers were going to trade for. And now they traded for that guy who this other guy was also 100% certain. How can it be 100% certain two different trades are going to happen? It's not. doesn't make sense. You got to pick one. You got to back but one thing. Everybody in the chat, great going today. It is What's up with that? Is he the real deal or have we seen his ceiling already? What ceiling? <laughs> with THT. He's, with THT. No, I know. He, he's, he's slow. He can't jump. Uh, he's not big. He's not strong. And, and he can't shoot. And he can't shoot. His his ceiling was when he had a good training camp three years ago or whenever that was. Uh, after well, the playoffs. I, he is still 21. Hopefully yeah. he can get a better shape. He could become a little bit better on the defensive end. We he's were not we were thinking, he's well, not we were thinking 
we were thinking that he could be a good defender with those long arms that he, he has, but unfortunately it has not materialized on both ends of the floor. He, I mean, he's a good penetrator. He can go ahead and, and do a lot more. He, he gets to the rim, but he, yeah. been, he, he, he doesn't finished. have an above the rim game. And he his, doesn't, his, he, he gets to the rim, but his shots are all, they all start from the floor. Or like, he know, did finish better. One of the criticisms of his previous year was that he was not a good finisher. He did finish a little bit better, but he still has a ways to go. It's not elite. It's not game-changing, and it doesn't yeah. make up for his defense and lack of outside shooting. This I mean, you can't – that's the problem, is that with THT, with LeBron, with Russ, and, for, frankly, with AD, those guys all want to score in the paint. They're all best at scoring in the paint. I'm not like the hugest advocate of the three-point revolution, but I am aware that having shooters who can make three-point shots, unlike all the guys the Lakers have brought in over the last few years, between Macklemore, uh, Ellington twice, uh, we had Reggie Bullock. Carmelo. Carmelo. Carmelo was pretty good last year, but then again, he's super old and can't do much else. He faded, though. His three-point shot faded yeah, in the second as, as did Reeves. I mean, I think that yeah. he was just, you know, he passed somebody on the scoring list and passed somebody else on like the, the three pointers made list or something. And I think that was, that was his goal for the season to be honest. And he was like, I'm, I'm good now, frankly, I'm good. I'm good. We're not going anywhere. We're not going to win. Um, but yeah, THT is not the real deal again. You know, maybe, you know, who knows, maybe on a different team with like elite shooting that allows him to like get to the rim with a little bit more uh, steam and an open floor uh, and with some of the better defenders pulled out of the paint. Maybe, maybe he, you know, takes, you know, hits a couple more shots a game, gets closer to averaging 15 points than 10. I, I've always thought THT topped out as a decent role player. I never saw all-star. I never saw starter. I never saw, you know, major contributor on a championship. Tom and ball. I were a little bit higher on him. I, I even had some positive. Yeah, I know. I, and I, I could understand why after he like came in uh, in Houston. I mean, Frank Vogel did a lot to get THT that contract that he got. Yeah. He played him against perfect matchups defensively in the Houston series where it looked like, you know, suddenly it looked like he could stop guys and hit shots when he needed him to. And then THT did himself a favor by having a just absolutely great summer league and training camp yeah. after that. And that was where it ended. That was where it ended indeed, but still <laughs> great to have everyone here. Part of the Lakers fast break. If you have thoughts great, on where the great thoughts and questions, everybody. We, 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 yeah, absolutely. We, 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 yeah. You guys have been great in the chat. I got a question for everybody on the chat to go ahead in the coming days. If you're listening to this and watching this on YouTube, please go ahead, go to our YouTube channel and go ahead and let us know which teams are better than the Lakers or where do you think the Lakers right now, as of right now, where they stand in the Western conference, not talking overall in the NBA, talking the Western conference, where they stand. We'd love to hear your thoughts right here at the Lakers Fast Break on YouTube, or hit me up, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com or at LakersFastBreak. Right over there with Yami. Or leave it on Laker Tom's Twitter. Yeah, or Laker Tom's Twitter, indeed. We'll see his latest trade right there for you, at Laker Tom on Twitter. Yami Swoot, or Jamie Sweet, as we like to call him here. You can go ahead and check out his latest article on LeBron James. Five things, the waiting is the hardest part. At the five things slot right there for you at Lakerholics.com. It's it's uh it's gonna be more waiting. There's two things that are gonna be on the table for the Lakers all season long until some somebody picks them up. LeBron's extension and Russell Westbrook. Waiting indeed. But I'll tell you what, nope, Yami they're not coming off the table. They're, okay, Yami. There you go. There you go, Yami. Yami It's gonna be like the jello mold cake at the party. It's on the table. 
Everybody's looking at it. Nobody is there a, is there a stapler in it, like from the office? <laughs> ah, then I might grab that stapler out of the cake. There you go. But it is Yami Swoot, <laughs> a.k.a. Jamie Sweet. you got to go ahead and check them out today at Lakerholics.com. Please go ahead, if you have not already, please subscribe today right there on YouTube. We truly appreciate all the subscribers that we've gotten over the past few days, and we need so many more. So if you go ahead and give us that subscribe so you get the latest notifications on when we go live right here at the Lakers Fast Break. I'm looking to do more episodes this week. I've got 500 around the corner. I've got a special guest coming on for that show. He's going to make a return right here in the coming days, hopefully, if everything works out right. But also as well, we've got another group chat on the way, more news hopefully from the world of the Lakers and hopefully better trade offerings as far as articles. And I'm looking at you, Hoops Hype. Come on. Yeah, Gotta, man. Predict, gotta do better listen, than that. Listen, we can't, we can't fault internet journalists too much. And thank you, Blue yes. Magic. Thank you very no, much. They're Blue just they're filling time. They're filling time. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing going on right now. And so they can't shut their site down. They gotta, Come they on. gotta drop something. You would just like for it to be a little more thought out than than a fan trade. Well, or okay, a... hoops hype is all the way that way. I know, and then, I know. And then you, it's like American politics. It's got like all the way that way on one side on hoops hype, and then all the way on the other side for Laker talk. Can we just have something that works out that's reasonable in the middle as far as trade rumors are concerned? That's that you and I, Gerald. Really cool. That's you and I. We're we're in the middle. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I'm still got to go ahead and talk to Kenneth Stone about what kind of bet we got to lay down with Joe Sorrell if if actually the Lakers do win the world championship <laughs> no, with Russell no, Westbrook don't. on the roster. Uh, got to still think it's some type of uh, – he said, just Joe. That's Joe right there for you. But next time we get Joe on the air, we'll go ahead and make sure that uh, we have something good planned for him in case the Lakers do win the world championship with with Russell Westbrook. Well, I'm, I'm searching out – I mean, listen, Tom, Tom swore up and down that – you know, first he was like that. Russ, that Russ would. For, I'll, I'm, the timeline is always hilarious to me. Like try, Russ was going to get traded in season. I was like, "There's no way he's getting traded in season." Didn't happen. Oh, I can't believe it. Then he was like, "Once our season ended, he's like, well, he might get traded before the playoffs ended." He's not getting traded. Nobody's trading for Russell Westbrook right now. Oh, wow, I can't believe it. And then, I, then it was like, he's going to get traded on the first day of free agency. No, no, he's not. He's not going to get. Tra- or no, I'm sorry. He's going to get. Tra- it's going to be a draft. Kyrie Irving coming any day now. Right. Draft, draft draft day trade i guarantee it no no that's not happening it's it's not gonna happen you know what he February. is so much of an optimist you gotta go ahead and make sure I, and, and, I, and, and people always think i don't like laker tom it's not true okay. i adore laker tom i adore his optimism i cannot share in his optimism because okay. my brain prevents me and your glasses <laughs> are not purple and gold like his no, or, 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 you know, and I, my glasses, my glasses chock full of reality. It's, it's not optimism. It's, it's reality. I mean, the Lakers got, they got garbage. Nobody wants our garbage. So, well, hopefully that will change and hopefully the prospectus as far as the offerings, the rumors, hopefully they get a little bit better. And, but it is this Jamie Sweet. Want to go ahead and check out his latest article today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, everybody, thank you so much for watching and listening. It's been truly a pleasure having you on the air right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So for Jamie Sweet, looking to go ahead and get everybody back in. Of course, there's Jamie Sweet. Oh, his beautiful daughter right there for you. It is Jamie Sweet. Go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. But for Jamie Sweet, this is Gerald Glassford. Hoping to get Joe Sorrell, Laker Tom, maybe Sean Grice, and the whole gang back here as much as we can over the course of the coming weeks and months right here 
at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.